everyone hi guys so last year two years ago actually i think i'm not sure maybe it was last year i started recording and now i'm i've been recording on my phone both voice notes and type up stepping things up i'm just gonna do it on here again um, that way I can keep a record, a file, just all in one place as well. That should be pretty good, a playlist. I have a playlist, I don't have a lot of room on my drive. And so, those are the ways I'm convincing myself. I guess it's not so much of a convincing because, uh, 2012... Or a little later, I was told um, that I should write my journey and my mom should do it too before when I was younger. And we didn't actually write it down. So, but the reason why was that we forget. We forget what it takes. Even just writing down what my mother has done, what my brother has done, as well as some things about myself some patterns, we forget. We do things that are maybe very small, little decisions we make along the way or thoughts we have, and they make a big impact. They add up. It's like the water over the years. There's a video about three different um, parts of a rock and water that's been dripping on all of them, but the time is different on each one. One has been dripping for a year, one 25 years, one 50 years, and beyond. And the one that made the most impact was the one with the droplets over the longest amount of time, and it made the most significant impact. So I guess these voice notes are little droplets, memories, so you can remember um, what it took, and maybe me to remember as well you know, for my kids if they need it if they ever get in an abusive relationship whether it's with their husband or any kind of spouse both genders whatever situation that they're living in um each step is a is a journey so today the little realizations that i'm making obviously while i was traveling i did not have so many realizations unless I was confronted with certain things that come up in my life and I always thought it was karma but I'm realizing over time that it's pattern I think a part of karma is also pattern what we give out we get and I think that's also vice versa what you get sometimes you give out if you're receiving hate, sometimes you can give out hate. That doesn't mean that you began by giving it out. Sometimes you're born into a life where you're hated. Or people tell you that you're stupid and ugly, but you can't blame an innocent kid and tell them it's their fault. Now, I don't know a spiritual aspect, how karma works, but I'm just saying in, in the 3D physical life um that's 
the example that I use when I say vice versa is that I always thought that you receive things because it's your karma. But sometimes it can throw you in a loop because it, it, it is a loop. It is a cycle. And, and I've realized things while I was in Mexico later on is why is this happening to me? And it's all a pattern. And the pattern starts here when I'm back at home. And I see it. For example, today I am seeing more clearly. Sometimes you see things. You can say it, but it's not as clear until you see it multiple times. And then it becomes dead clear to you. Other people can see it, but you may not be able to see it, right? And that includes my mother especially being a bully. My mother outright is a bully to me. She has been a bully growing up. And she will never stop being a bully. Now when I say she's a bully, um, and how bullies work is that if one person's a bully and other people can pick on you too. Your friends around you, my friends include my brother. Her friends include my brother. And he's attacking me now. He doesn't know why he's attacking me. And before I thought he was just being a jerk. Now I am learning that it is just the way we grew up. My mom always blamed me. Um, part of it, I'm just thinking it's because I'm a girl. Um, and my brother was more calm than me. And he was younger, of course, by four years. So I developed faster in the teenagers. Now she's having problems with my brother because he's an adolescent to an adult. Um, throughout those years, she had problems with him. But those problems came with me first. So I got a four-year head start of being ridiculed and bullied by her. But my brother seeing all of that and the best part was me being a raging teenager in a domestically abusive household um, didn't really help, especially when I was getting straight A's. Um, I was working since I was in grade 8 before high school. I would go to work after school um, and I was also a part of extracurricular activities like student council, being in school plays and I always got angry because I was yelled at and I was trying so hard to do things right to not be yelled at and growing up my brother just saw that every time we would go to school and I was late and my brother and my mother had to drive us or even if my brother was late or we were both late and we missed the school bus I was the one screamed at um, because I was the one who went to high school first so that's all I would hear is just being screamed at because my brother was still in elementary school and I had to take the bus to high school first and if I missed the bus I would get screamed at in the morning and so I would have to sometimes I would just not have it and I would literally like not put up with it and be very furious and, and fuming and really annoyed and so my brother just saw that dynamic until he also went to high school and he was late sometimes but I was the one always getting blamed at because I was the one who had a head start doing that I didn't know all these things. I'm just learning these things and how they unfold, just like the little droplets and how those things unfold. And 
and they then you could crack. Now my crack is a lot stronger because now I have two bullies at me. Um, I'm not saying I wasn't a bully growing up, but the reason I'm using the term bully is that my mother is like a friend, but not just a friend, a bully friend. From, you know, elementary or high school, they're nice to you. And that's what I did the voice recording on my phone earlier in the voice memo. They're nice to you until, and now I actually forgot the reason why I made it into this because I had an epiphany. But basically, they're nice to you until you don't do what they ask. Until they become jealous of you. She's been jealous of me so many times. Then I went to university. Then I went and lived in Mexico. She was just a raging, jealous bully. And I've just been bullied ever since. Now, the thing is now that all those things take effect. And oh, I remember why I made this voice memo. Why I made this voice memo? <laughs> It's because I I wanted to get away from them my entire life. I wanted to cut them off my entire life. Um, from basically high school, I wanted to cut them off. I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to run away because since 2002 we came. Um, things have just gotten worse now in Iran. Since I was five, I remember my dad cheating on my mom and them having the biggest fight and going to the court to try and get a divorce. But on the way, he turned around and, and told me some slutty bitchy things about my mom I was five my brother was still a baby and I couldn't I couldn't forget that but when we came to Canada it got worse 2002 he started throwing computers at her and now 2002 you know we didn't have any MacBook Airs slight thin laptops we had heavy white computers monitors and he threw it at her doing and the reason I say these things is these are the main anchors the big rocks that I remember now I don't remember the little pebbles I got there I remember the little droplets I got there that got me and that's why I'm making these recordings is that I have literally done things the opposite way sometimes when you do things in your life or for me anyway I'm not talking about anybody else that's listening to this this is for me mostly especially if I want to make this journey I don't want to talk to my parents anymore. I was pregnant and I just couldn't have my baby. My dad beat me. Um, and the two reasons why now there's there's many reasons. But the biggest two rocks I didn't have the kid was first because of my dad. The second situation I was just fear. And the second I told I said I didn't want to ruin um, the father's life of my child. He's been going through a lot. He had a drug addiction. And I just... I had to take that off of him. Take that away from him, the child. Um, I didn't keep my mouth shut. I was going to... I don't know. I didn't keep my mouth shut. And I ended up telling him about the child. I think it was two weeks in, I don't know, 
at what point that was when I was pregnant, but I told them, and he wanted to support, obviously financially, and he was working a job that he wasn't too happy with. Anyway, so that's done, and I'm having to live with it. I'm just more worried about the child if it was sick, and and worried. Um, but going back to the purpose of this recording is that I've been wanting to cut my family off all the time. I've done everything in my power, but these are different little subcategories within the categories that from the outside you can't really put your finger in on can't put your finger on and say this is this is not and this all falls into one thing but it it really doesn't as much as it it comes into one soup there's different ingredients that make the soup and those ingredients are not the same they're completely different things having a vegetable and chicken broth are two completely different things but they come in and they make that soup so I'm talking about the soup but I'm also talking about the ingredients of it um, and one of the ingredients in my entire life, uh, my life as a general, is I've been cutting my friends off growing up. Something didn't go right, and I would try and try and try, but I would cut them off. But I ended up cutting good people off too, because I didn't know how to handle it. And I thought they would continue to hurt me when in the overview of bird's eye view, when I did end up having good friends, I just had the the vision, the mask of them being the bad friend. And internally what I've been trying to do that that came out externally is I had been trying to cut off my family. Now this is the other category, the component of this soup whatever you want to call it, broth, whatever, is that they're my family. And I have been trying up until this one. I did not realize that I had to keep on going back. And I think I understand it. A slight, a slice of it, a slight slice of it, slight, why women and men go back to their abusers is because they think they're going to change. And they see them as a love that they once saw, who they counted on, and that's where I think codependence comes in. Now, I, d- I don't want to put my finger and say I know what codependence is. Maybe I do. Maybe I will be able to talk about it 15 years from now and say I can put a finger on it, you know, I understand it, but... I think it's just depending on someone. I depended on my parents because they were my parents. I was a child. Now, I'm leaving my dad out of this for a specific reason. He's an animal. But my mother is a bully. And I'm leaving my dad out of this because this is a different thing. Is I've been wanting... Now, I know my dad doesn't change. That's why it's a different story, is because I don't see him as a father. I see him as this human that's just a robot. He doesn't change, just... I have a CNA, and I've been trying so hard to rip that part apart apart from me and throw it out in the garbage. But my my brother and my mother have been coming back to them because that's where the codependence is. My dad 
I've been depending on him financially um, recently in the last two months. I haven't actually all my life. I have not been depending on him. I've been very independent from him. But emotionally and mentally, I have been depending on my mother and my brother. Um, since I went to university, I, I have not been dependent on them. They had, My dad did pay for a few things, like um, my first year in university, he paid for my dorm room. But beyond that, not really, like, if I needed something, I would have to, like, beg him. But I usually wouldn't. That would be, like, in my head, I feel like it's 4% of the time. But that is very rare. If it, if he gave me something, it's just because he gave me. And most of the time, I just said no. But if he did give it, I was like, okay. But I never reached out and asked that was about four percent of the time that I actually reached out and asked so I don't consider myself codependent to my dad but the codependency um I want to talk about this is that you I thought I realized and I've been realizing this for the last few weeks um I think about two and a half weeks as I've been dependent codependent on my parent on my mom and my brother more my mom because I've been growing up with her and been wanting her to change you know you depend on them because you're they're your parents but in a abusive form in terms of relationships like whatever other kind of relationships you know boss Romantic. I'm not putting those in the same category, but I'm saying outside of your parental figure, who you were literally dependent on growing up. You you were dependent. You were. I was a baby. I, I couldn't walk. Literally, I could not walk until a certain age. I I could not walk. I was in a cast. I was sleeping in bed all day, and I couldn't walk. From my understanding, it was until age five or eight. I those big gaps, but I don't know. I had like six surgeries, and I was literally dependent on them. And the reason why I keep coming back to them, but I've been wanting to cut the cord for so long, since before high school, just beginning of high school, grade eight, grade nine, I just couldn't. Because I was dependent on them. They, I was literally, I wasn't even codependent. I was dependent on them. And that's where you may believe they're going to change. Because she's my mom. She's going to change. You want to see the good in her. You do see the good in her. I, I see the good parts of her. And that's where it's the friend who's your friend part. The friend aspect. But then you forget the bully. And then I become enraged. Because... I expect her to be my mother, because that's how I see a mother, as a good friend, that doesn't push you into the water, that doesn't push you into the fire, and that's what she's been turning around and doing to me every time, victim blaming all my life, even now so more that I got her out of the situation, I got her the housing, I literally got her a house, literally, we went down, got my brother and I didn't even put my name onto the house because 
Um, she could get a two-bedroom instead of a three-bedroom. It'll be faster, less than a year. Literally helped her sign the papers. Literally made the phone calls. Literally. I got her all the jobs that she's gotten, except for like a couple, maybe max three. But I had written her resume, written her cover letter, made the arrangements, prepared her for her interview, figured out the follow-up interview, when she had to figure out her paperwork, I did it, and now my brother is all like, I did everything, you left to go to Mexico, I understand, he doesn't know better, he's just a part of the cycle, he's stuck in the cycle, but I cannot tolerate him being an adult at this point and treating me like this. It's a different story from being a teenager and being enraged. I understand that, and that's why I can forgive him. Um, I think I can forgive my brother for the rest of my life. But here, I wanted to get off my mom and my brother, but I couldn't because I thought they would change. And now the more I see her throwing me in the fire and then blaming me for being burned... And telling me it's my fault that I was in the fire. Even though she literally would throw me in the fire. Fire being my dad's house. Fire being anything my dad. And then she would go and be friends with him. She never had my back. Never. She would still go and, and talk to him. And, and say, oh, okay, like, how's your day? How you doing? Let's go shopping. Get groceries for me. Which I understand she needs to live life. But she would help me give me a place for a little while, but it wasn't until I got burned. I already had scabs at that point, and then she would cool me off a little bit. Still, holding up a fireball at me with a hose in the other hand, and it's so confusing. It's been confusing, and... I regret every moment that I did come back because I want to see her for her good parts when she did help me, but it's her duty as a mother. That's where I don't consider her helping me in whatsoever, like in what, in any way whatsoever. She's not really helping because I didn't live with her when she had a little house, but I got her by the way. She never shut my brother, she never fucking shut my brother up, that fucking little rat. Every time I need to get something, whether it's my passport or something from her little house, of which she had a nice room in, I didn't have a place. I had my abusive firehouse, my dad's place, and I just gave up, you know? I just was like, okay, well, even today... She was supposed to give me the car. I told her since Friday, I need the car on Monday. I took her to the dentist. My dad fucking broke my tooth. He literally shoved me down to the ground, smacked me, and broke my tooth by him pushing me down to the ground. And I was screaming and hit my head, my tooth, onto the tile floor, broke and chipped. So... basically been cutting off my friends 
I don't understand why until now. Because I've been wanting to cut them off. And I've been doing it to my friends. Those good friends, too. Where I should have given my friends more chances. And should have changed my outlook and viewpoint. But instead, I gave my family that chance. Of which my friends deserved it more. So that's where codependency comes in. I think you expect somebody to change, but they don't. Because they may show you a little bit of a good part. You know? I mean, if it was all monster all the time, that's different because you literally can't not leave the situation because you may be killed. But if it's a different degree where it's like a clown, it's good and bad, um, that's a little different. That's where I think real codependency comes in, where you're just confused and then they tell you that you're stupid. So you think that other people think you're stupid. I don't anymore. I mean, sometimes, but I just, you know, I could, oh, there's so much I could say and I hope it gives value to you. But for me, and to everyone, um, for me, it's just to remind me that I need to get out. I need to really cut them off and the only thing holding me back is my cat. Um, I would have left here weeks ago days ago if I didn't have her I don't have a lot of stuff as much anymore and the best thing, best advice I can give to anyone who's codependent or any kind of relationship like that whether it's your family or abusive spouse anything, whether it's mentally, emotionally anything have less stuff, pack up your stuff and go declutter minimalize because you cannot make decisions in that time. You need to clear your head. Um, and you have less stuff around you so your abuser doesn't throw stuff around you, right? I think I need to have another episode where I go more into it. But at that point, I think it's more value to you than for me just pouring it out. And it may not be so targeted, specific, um, to the point of just may become rambling. So I'm trying to avoid that. But I might have times where I just come in and do this just to have value for you. But that's what today was about. It's about cutting people off and cutting the wrong people off because you cannot get out of your own because codependency is thinking that, in my viewpoint, that someone can get better, they can change. Um, It's a lot easier said than done because it's your family, it's my family, the only people I have, and my mom, my brother, my dad, And now I have my cat. I should have had my baby. And, um... It's a lot easier. I believe that's why... One of the big reasons I say when I was younger, I wish... Child care services took us away, or at least took me away, because then I wouldn't have this attachment... 
and I would be able to start from fresh. Now, I cannot put myself in, in those shoes who have been unfortunately ripped apart from their parents and they did not voluntarily want to, or they've been abandoned or abused, and I'm so sorry for saying that, but in my viewpoint, life would have just been simpler because now I've, I cannot get out. I feel I always have some kind of a strong root here, a rock that I want to crash all the time. And I want to, I always constantly think about helping my mom, but all she does is stab me in the back. And she just tells me that I'm poor, which in Iranian means that you're rude and you have a lot of guts to tell me. And she says, you have a lot of guts, you're, you're rude to tell me that I don't have your back. When I gave you my couch or my house when you didn't have anyone. Yeah, well, bitch, you fucking threw me in the fire. I had to get myself out of it. And you threw fucking hot coals and fuel at me so I burn more. And then you come back and tell me, oh, you're rude. I gave you a house. It's like, it's like the evil stepmother. She literally is an evil step. Literally, she is an evil stepmother. Minus the part that she's got a little bit of trauma herself. And she's literally an evil stepmother. I'm telling you, this fucking bitch. She's a fucking whore. And I understand if someone's been through trauma. But like she has told me to kill myself. She's told me I should die way before I told and brought it back at her. And I told her the same. Because I was just fed up. I'm like, okay, you're going to tell me I should go kill myself and I should go die? You should do the same. And she's literally done things to put me in situations that not only would I kill myself, but I would be killed. I would literally be attacked or killed. And she's an evil fucking stepmother. She just says, oh, you don't like the little food that I gave you? I'm sorry. And she freaking turns around she's she's literally evil it's like those movies that you see that someone's so sweet so helpful but really they have like a fucking plan to rip you into little pieces and tear you apart and that's just what I see with her and that's been the worst part is that I would hold on to all the good things but the good things were so temporary because as soon as you don't become her little puppet and you are not happy with what she gave you. You're burned into flames. Fire. You're just fire. By the way, I didn't want to say that your Amazon charges were on my credit card, but when you did that, even though I paid for the fishies, No, but the way that you're saying, like, if mom had bought it, yeah, but I bought that. I just have to put it in there for organization. Didn't have to, like, whatever, borrow that. No, I don't give a shit. I don't even know what Charlie. Priya, no one cares. Like, no one gives two flying fucks about you. Charge $20 to your credit card now.
returning it. That I did, I, I had care. to give them fifteen hundred dollars. You paid I one thousand dollars. I don't Stop give a shit. One thousand dollars. You, yeah, you don't, don't even know a... anything. Yeah, you just see what a... I tell you. You don't know anything. Bro, I don't know. You know what? I never Stop touched you, so fuck off and stop being a bitch. My stop being a bitch because you're a bitch. Where do you think I learned it from? Oh, yeah, so you can keep having two bedrooms and rarely pay for anything. That's great. You know what? You you don't have $40,000 of credit card debt or, or, or student loan debt. So fuck off, you little bitch. That you put yourself into so much fucking debt. Like, you keep saying that. You keep saying that. That's it. And you're the second child, so you got to do whatever the fuck you want. fucking problem, but you. You're the one who kept going. You're the one who kept fucking going. You're the one who kept going to fucking school. You were four hours. Get out of my face. Dad forced me. I wasn't going to go to school. You can't go. I was going to go to acting school at 16, so I'm fucking bitch. No one can force you when you're four hours away. No one can get excuses. 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 Then fucking go. You don't need anything. Fucking permission. I never got in your face. Get out of my face. I don't face, give bitch. a fuck. I don't give Get a fuck. Get out of my face. I don't give a fuck. You will never find fine. anything hit that you want to do. I don't want to hit you. Yeah, you just... literally just literally got in my way and put your hands on me. I didn't put my hand so on you. I went like fuck this. Off. No, you I went, didn't. I didn't touch you once. You're I a liar. right in front of you and you pushed yourself. No. And on top of that, I made you flinch by going like that, you piece of shit. Yeah, so because you actually good. touched me and you no hit me, liar. You. No you. you know what? Just get out of my face, bitch. That's why I'm upstairs. I'm not shit. I hope you fucking die, you liar. You just lie. Liar. <laughs> 